Yes, you actually are, believe it or not, a new episode. Welcome to episode 18 of the Death of a Bachelor podcast. My name is Russ, I am the host, and I'm just going to go ahead and stop promising to start turning these out a little bit faster because I keep sucking at that promise hardcore. Um, you know, it's it's funny and it's not funny. One of my favorite episodes to listen to is uh, Fat Man on Batman, Kevin Smith's podcast. And uh, that dude just suffered a major heart attack. Uh, he he is better, apparently. He's been posting on Instagram and Twitter that, uh, that he's feeling better, which is great. My thoughts and prayers are with him, even though uh, Chris Pratt did that and it didn't work out too well for him. I don't think as many people follow me, so we're good. Um, but... The one thing was that at least his podcast had not posted a new episode in about the same time as mine. Well, the guy just had a heart attack and he's already posted like three episodes in the last couple weeks. So I really had no excuse. See, here's my problem is that my last two episodes, at least in my opinion, were two of my favorites um, for for this podcast the valentine's day episode and the sports dad episode are two of my favorites that i've done so far on this podcast so now i've kind of raised the bar for myself where i don't want to do it if i don't feel good enough about it that it's that it's a story worth telling or that it's a message worth you know putting out there so i've really been trying to take a longer time to to pin down a message that I want to tell. And actually this week I have the problem where there's like three or four things that I want to focus on for this podcast. Um, so I just had to pick one, uh, and, and just kind of get it going, but not promising anything, but most likely these will, at least for the next month, start coming in a little bit, uh, at a faster tick. So good for you. If you actually look forward to listening, to this said podcast. Um, so again, it is episode 18. It is March 5th and I'm five days into this challenge, more of a bet than anything with Laura. Um, so here's the thing. I have an abundance, an abundanza of clothes. Like for a guy, I have way too many clothes. I have, I've easily double the clothes that Laura has. And my problem is I am, I'm not a hoarder, I don't think, but I'm like, I'm like a, a semi-pro hoarder. Like if hoarders are professionals, I'm like the farm club, like the farm team that's like working its way up there. So I have all these clothes that are, that are the size large from the small period of time that I could actually fit into them. And I am usually an extra large. So there are these like cool, fashionable clothes, that, you know, when I lost a lot of weight, I look good in and I've held on to them because I'm like, no, I'm going to get back there. I'm wearing these clothes again. That's my mission. And we're not throwing them out. 
And I've said that for so many months now that it's just gotten ridiculous. So without prompting from Laura, I made the deal that if by the end of this month, I don't lose at least 10 pounds, which I know sounds like a lot, but I've, I've done it before. I'm I'm pretty confident that I can do it. If I don't lose 10 pounds by the end of this month, by the end of this month, she can get rid of all those clothes. If I do it, I can still keep half, but I have to start getting rid of some. So, um, but I can at least keep some if I lose 10 pounds, because then at least I'm on the right track to some major weight gain. So this episode is going to be the weight episode um, because it's, you know, like most people, it's something I've struggled with all my life. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of doing this episode. I, I do most of them you know, for the first purpose of just telling stories that I think are interesting or cute or funny. Um, but I also tell them just thinking they might be able to help somebody. Um, well, for this one, I guess I'm trying to reach people that that have had struggles with weight or currently do have struggles with weight, because I think you'll you'll relate um, to, to some of this. So like I said, ever, ever since I was a kid, I've been kind of up and down with my weight and I can't imagine why. I mean, I remember coming home from bowling, uh, every Saturday, Roseland bowl in Canada, New York. Um, my dad would be taking me home and we'd always stop at Wendy's every single Saturday. And I always got the same thing. Triple cheeseburger with the works. No, oh, what was it? No mustard, no pickles. I think, no, that doesn't sound right. I loved pickles. No, it was no mustard, no onions. That's what it was. Triple cheeseburger works, no mustard, no onions. And I was probably like eight or nine years old, just scarfing down these triple cheeseburgers every week. Can't imagine why I had a weight problem. That's right. Um, so that was fun. It, and it was, again, it was, it was up and down. Like I, you know, I'd be kind of a chubby kid and then I would get really active and, and lose it. Um, but towards middle school, I started ballooning up pretty nice to the point, And I swear to God, this is a true story. It's like a teacher from hell, my seventh grade history teacher, which for the record, for whatever it's worth was fairly overweight himself. Um, which I guess is, I think this is why it, it actually bothered me the most in my report card. Again, this is history class. It's not gym. If it was gym, 100% understandable. In my history seventh grade report card wrote, Russ could use to run more. It was something to that effect of like, Russ needs to, to get his ass moving and lose some weight. And I was like, dude, not cool. <laughs> like, it was, I don't know. It just seemed really uncalled for. I never forgot that because it, it really hurt. So I'm like, yeah, I'm aware I have a weight problem, but come on, you, you're, you're supposed to teach me about like the, the French inquisition, which he obviously didn't do a good job of because I don't know anything about that other than to use it ironically in a situational conversation. You know, this isn't the French inquisition. It's the only thing I know about the French inquisition is to use it in that kind of situation. So he sucked at his job. And I'll say that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, high school, I started getting skinny again. Oh, and then I got fat. It was just like, you know, I don't know, just driving down like a really windy road. It's like, hey, we're going this way. No, we're going back now. Um, 
just kind of all over the place. And, you know, then I got to college, played football and, you know, pretty active. So that worked out well for me. But when I stopped playing football in college, um, and I actually went to school too, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> I, I took classes on top of playing so much football. Um, but yeah, once I was done with college and done with football along with it, it was like, oh crap. I don't know if somebody told me to work out all the time now. I don't have to like keep a log of it because somebody's watching me. Uh-oh. And I really like crappy food. Uh-oh. I see where this is going. Um, and you know, started getting kind of soft and it didn't help that I got a job in radio where I had to be up at five o'clock in the morning and I'd pretty much nap for five hours every day when I got home, which at what point does it stop being a nap? Like, I don't know, after like a half hour, am I officially sleeping? I just still called it a nap because it was daylight, but apparently that was not right. But yeah, I just get home and just lay down. Cause I was exhausted. So that was pretty much my routine. And then you just keep seeing the weight go up and up. You have to keep upgrading your clothes, upgrading, I say, um, because the old ones keep shrinking in the wash. I don't know how that happens. Damn washing machine. Um, yeah, you just, you just see this trend where it just keeps going and getting out of hand, but you know, your life feels out of control and you can't do anything about it. Um, so you just find excuses or complain or eat because you're like a sympath, you know, like a, a stress, you know, or a depression eater, uh, which I am both, uh, which is awesome. Um, and you know, then eventually when I started like dating again and, you know, dating a little bit more seriously, like I was living with this one girl and she got really into Nutri-Slim. Was that it? Nutri-Slim, whatever one Anna Nicole Smith did, Nutri-Spa, Slim Spa, Smith Spa, whatever. Um, I think it was like Nutri-Spa. Anyway, she was endorsing it and it was like just this pill that you took and you didn't have to work out because it had ephedrine in it and it just like started the furnace inside your body. So it would just like burn its own calories and it a hundred percent worked. Um, I would just take this pill and next thing you know, I lost like 30 pounds. I'm feeling great, looking great. It was awesome. Meanwhile, she's taking it and it's not doing anything except make her heart race, you know, like Usain Bolt. It was going off the charts and all these people started dying from ephedrine overdose. I was totally fine. I never felt like my, you know, my heart rate spiking or anything like that. I never felt like out of control, but everybody around me got super concerned. Um, because there was all these stories in the news. So basically I had to stop taking this pill because everybody was worried about my health, I guess, which is kind of ironic if you really think about it. Um, but yeah, funny enough, just taking a pill is never, is never the answer. Um, so I, you know, I, I took that didn't work out, tried the beach body diets. I, I tried all these different fad diets and none of them stick. And you know Why? because it's stupid. Like it's, and I'm sorry if you're like trying one of them right now and you really believe in them, if it's working for you, great. Awesome. Keep it up. Um, but you know what? 
it didn't work for me and it doesn't work for most people. And even if it does work at the time, you're eventually going to snap back because what they're doing is unrealistic. Like there was the grapefruit diet for a little while. And I only remember that because there was a parody song that went along with it. Um, the zoot suit riot grapefruit diet diet. Sorry. Anyway, they had, you know, this grapefruit diet where it was like, all you eat is grapefruit and you lose all this weight. Yeah. Cause you're not eating any freaking food. Like, of course you're going to lose weight. Um, you're, you don't have anything going into your body. So yes, you will lose weight. It's a miracle. Good for you. Um, no, I don't live in a construction zone. I don't know what the hell that was. Anyway. So yeah, they had all these fad diets and you know what? They don't work because it's not realistic because you're not going to eat like that all the time. Um, you know, and that was something that I had a hard time really come to grips with because I kept trying them. You know, I, I'd realized that it was, it was ridiculous, but then I just get back to trying it again. So eventually, you know, I, I realized this isn't going to work. I need to hit the gym. I need to go serious with this. And thankfully I worked again at the radio station. So usually the way it works is radio stations will, and you know, other, I I guess it's really in a lot of companies, but especially if you're working in the media, they have relationships, pretty good ones with local companies. And in this case, there's plenty of gyms in the area where we had a really good relationship and I could get a, a good deal on a, um, you know, on a membership and a trainer. So I would do that. And I'll never forget. I checked into this one. Um, it was a Buffalo athletic club and I actually had a free membership. So they, they spun me and they're like, okay, you can have a membership for free or you can just pay this much extra and you'll get a trainer too. And I'm like, all right, well, yeah, sure. I'm not made of money right now, but you know, if, you know, if you're going to, help me out, then I guess I'll pay you the extra money because then it'll hold myself accountable. All right. That's cool. I can do that. So I forked it over. And this guy who sent me up with my membership is like, okay, here we go. We're going to go workout. Number one is right now. Let's go. And I'm like, I'm in jeans and like, you know, a flannel, like I am not ready to work out. And he's like, Oh, what are you doing? You're here to sign up. You're here to get started. Let's start right now. Like, why wouldn't you be ready for this? So he drags me into the gym and is like pushing me. And I'm, you know, I'm one of those people where I'm not going to back away from a challenge. Um, well, that's not true. I won't back away from a challenge if I'm going to look stupid. So I don't know. I, I didn't really feel like, like backing down because I'm like, okay, he's right. Why would I come here and and sign up if I'm not going to get started? So I, I went along with it. He pushed me like to the point where I literally felt like I was going to pass out. Like, no kidding. I was in the, the, the changing room. I was in the locker room for a half an hour after the workout keeled over because he pushed me so hard and I had not worked out in a while. Shocker, he was not a personal trainer. trainer. He was in the sales. And when I actually met with my personal trainer, told them about that experience, they were really ticked off. So like, yeah, he should not have even been talking to you because that's not what he does. Um, so this person who was not a personal trainer, tried to be my personal trainer and just about killed me. Awesome. Really loved that gym. Not. So I guess the point of all this is that I tried a lot of different things and none of it stuck because I didn't commit to it. As a thing. So I just went ahead living just completely miserable 
making tons of excuses um, as to why I couldn't lose this weight and why I was overweight and why I was unhappy. Uh, and I feel like that's what a lot of people do. You make excuses because the last thing you want to do, last person you want to look at is yourself. Uh, as far as, you know, where the blame gets pointed to. Um, and to me, one of the biggest wake up calls was around the time when I worked at the Buffalo Bills. So when I worked there, the night, one of the best things, I, there's a, I mean, there's so many perks, obviously, when you work for, you know, an NFL team. And in this case, there's all the free clothes, which are amazing, still make make up about half of my workout wardrobe. Um, that's really cool. You get to actually get to know some of these players. Awesome. But you get access to the weight room. Really cool because obviously state-of-the-art stuff, like anything you could possibly want is in there, and it's great. Problem is, I don't know what the hell I was doing. So I would just go in there and kind of mess around. And this one time, the the trainer for the Buffalo Bills, it was this guy named Dan LaBert at the time, who was just like a physical specimen. Like the guy, you know, had muscles growing out of his muscles. He was just ridiculous. Um, and I just remember I was in there one time and I'm I'm busting my butt for me. Obviously for somebody else, it was kind of pathetic, but for me, I was really trying. And he, I remember he just kind of gave me this look like, wow, you need help. Like that was a look on his face and I don't even know if he was trying to hide it, but he was just like, Hey, uh, I don't know if you know this, but you know, I actually do training sessions for some of the people at work here. Maybe you want to check it out. Like his super nice way of saying, dude, you're fat. Like you need to get this under control. Um, cause at the time I was at the heaviest point I've ever been in my life. I was 285 pounds. That's ridiculous. That's unacceptable for me. Like compared to where I usually am not okay. So I'm like, yes, you know what? That will get me going. Like, you know, it's somebody who obviously knows what the hell they're talking about. They, you know, he gets all these football players in shape. Obviously he can work wonders for me. I'm going to do this. When is it? Six o'clock in the morning, dude, not cool. No way. Cause the problem is at this time I didn't start work until noon. So I mean, it's not a five hour workout. I, not that I can handle such a thing anyway. Um, but yeah, you'd be in there from like six to seven and then what I'm going to drive a half hour back home and then drive back. Like that's not going to happen. So I did it. I felt like I was going to die. Um, not just because I had to wake up so early, but man, the workout was tough. And all these other people who work there, all of a sudden I find out, Hey, you guys are actually really in good shape. Awesome. I'm not so much. Um, and then afterwards they're like, wow, that was a lot harder than usual. And then this guy, Dan says, yes, uh, that was actually one of the harder workouts. I'm actually going to use it on the players later. I just wanted to test it out with you guys. Awesome. Thanks buddy. I, I appreciate you breaking that out on me. Could have just started on like level one and work my way up. Uh, but no. So that was that was the last time I made that that workout. And uh it's pretty much the last time I, I did anything with that guy. Uh mostly because honestly, it was mostly because of schedule, because I would have loved to have kept that up. Because I knew from experience, obviously, yes, it's gonna suck at first, and yeah, it's gonna be hard, and that's pretty much anything that you're you try for the first time, something you're new at. You're gonna suck at it for the most part. But you know what? You keep it up. Eventually you learn how to get good at it. And I knew that could happen, 
But I just, you know, at that point, my excuse was my schedule sucked. I could have found a way around it, but I didn't because I didn't want to. Um, and, and I just let myself be this obese and unhappy. That's the main part of it. <clears throat> unhappy. Um, and one of the best, um, best ways to characterize this moment and one of the things that stands out the most of this time in my life was actually really funny, actually. Uh, so there's this punter for the Buffalo Bills at the time named Brian Mormon. If you're listening to this in the Buffalo area, obviously you know who he is. Awesome guy, tons of charitable donations and, and you know, great causes that he works with around the area. He owns a restaurant now. Awesome guy. And I know him for plenty of good things. Like, you know, we knew each other pretty well to the point that we could joke around. And this one time, it was my birthday, and when it's your birthday, you get to choose. Either you have lunch or, you know, lunch delivered for you or they make a cake or you get uh, donuts and coffee. Well, I chose donuts and coffee, something, and hey, then everybody benefits. Look at that. It's not just me. It's not just a cake for me. Everybody benefits from this donuts and coffee. Look what a great coworker I am and, and friend. Please don't fire me. So, um... I'm up there, I'm celebrating with my fellow coworkers, and I grab myself a nice big frosted donut, really happy about it, really excited. And I turn the corner and along comes this guy, Brian Mormon, NFL player, peak physical condition. And he looks at me holding this glazed donut and my seemingly never ending rolls of blubber and he just looks at me he goes seriously seriously russ donut i think you need to put it down like seriously legitimately concerned for me that's how far out of hand i'd gotten and i just looked at him and i i was like oh i really want the donut not kidding you right after he says that somebody turns a corner and goes hey russ happy birthday <laughs> the timing couldn't have been better because the look on his face was just, oh, man, I really wish I didn't say that. And I just looked at him. I said, you feel like kind of a dick, don't you? He goes, yep. Yep, I do. Thanks. And that was that was kind of satisfying for me because then it's like, hey, we both feel bad now. Look at that. Um, but no, I, I did feel bad for him because I could tell he genuinely felt awful. But I appreciate that he was saying something, trying to help me out. Fast forward, let's see, actually at that point it probably would have been fast forward two weeks uh, and I was not with the Buffalo Bills anymore. And that was pretty much the low point of my life. Um, you know, I, that sounds really dramatic, but it was true because that was, that was like my dream job. And at that point, my whole life was revolving around that job. So for that to be taken away, that was really hard. It was really hard to cope with. Uh, so I was not the happiest person and I did not leave my house. And I don't know if you know this, but you can't lose weight if you sit around the house and eat pizza. Not many people know that, but now you do. You're welcome. Nice fitness tip from your Uncle Russ. No, so I, you know, I'm sitting around the house, you know, just wallowing in my own sorrow and making up excuse after excuse and oh 
poor me. Like, this is the worst thing. Look how terrible everything is. And eventually I got sick of myself because nobody else would listen to me. And I was like, that's it. I'm going to go, I'm going to start. This is going to happen. And I started running because I actually like running. I don't know why, but I do. And I, I go for this run and it felt great. Like just to be back out there and move in. I'm like, okay, this is going to happen. Like I'm sick of this and I'm going to change. And I get home and my back freezes and I cannot move. Great. Couldn't be happier about this development. So yeah. So at this point I, I go to the doctor and they tell me that I have arthritis in my back and hips. And all I could think of was like, this, this sucks. Like I finally made the decision, you know, I, I finally made, I finally actually felt committed. Like I really felt like this is going to be different. And my body just says, no, like that's not going to happen. And you know, it was just like, kick me while I'm down kind of feeling, you know? And I felt like I was going to give up and, and just stop trying because I go to the physical therapist and they say, actually working out is going to make this worse. You just need to keep stretching. I'm like, I don't want to stretch. Like stretching is not going to do anything to help this situation. It might help my back and, and hips feel better, but it is not going to help me get away from this weight, this disgusting number for me, you know, that I'd never been in my life. Like it's not going to help me. I need something else. And lo and behold, I get an email and you know, without exaggeration, this email probably saved my life. And if not, it at least changed it. Uh, this email was for Jim, the transformation center by body and soul fitness. It's changed names like three times since then. Um, but they're doing a free asterisk free six week, 20 pound challenge, meaning in six weeks you will lose 20 pounds. I think you get the concept. And, you know, I'd been to this gym before. I knew I liked it. I knew I saw results. Um, it was just at the time, the only gym that they had was like a half hour car ride. And it just was completely inconvenient for me. Um, you know, I would rather go someplace closer. And I did. It just didn't get the same results for me. Because this is like a group setting. You have a trainer. It was just totally right up my alley. So they send out this email saying, hey, we got classes available now in Williamsville, which is very close to me. I'm like, wow, this couldn't be better timing. So I reply to it. The owner or at least somebody that works with him got back to me right away uh, saying that, yes, I qualify. We'll see at orientation. At orientation, you find out pretty quickly it's not actually free. Um, you actually put down a substantial amount of money, but the good news is if you lose the weight, then you get the money back, which I actually kind of liked. I know, I knew a lot of people were turned off by that because it's like, well, they say free, but you know, and yeah, maybe it's not the best way to go about it, but it's marketing. I get it. Um, you know, and I didn't really mind it cause I'm like, okay, that's my motivation because at that point I was still unemployed. So I kind of needed that money. So I'm like, that's it. I'm going to bust my butt. I'm going to do for the next six weeks. I'm going to do every single thing they tell me to do. And I'm losing that weight. And that's exactly what happened. I, I went in there. I completely committed. And the first week it sucked. But you know what? In the first week I lost like 
10 pounds because, you know, I mean, your body's changing. It's all new. That's not typical. Um, but yeah, it was great. And it was just energizing because you're in this setting where everyone's encouraging each other. And it was awesome. And it couldn't have been a better situation for me. And I, I really sunk into it. Even when I went back to work, uh, you know, and I didn't necessarily have the same schedule, but I still found a way to make it work every day. Um, and, and stayed on the diet and everything. Cause that's clutch is staying on the diet. And I just kept going to the point where I got down to the lowest weight I'd been in since like junior high, you know, and at that point, obviously, you know, I'm flashing back to the seventh grade teacher who told me I needed to run more. Obviously the weight was distributed a little bit differently, but still it was a big accomplishment for me. Like I literally became a poster boy there. Like I, I literally was on a poster. It was amazing. And it was through this gym that I met Laura, which is amazing. You know how, how everything works out like that year, 2014 started off the worst year of my life and ended up the best year. It was great. You know, so I, I meet Laura, her and the kids move in. And that's when this gets a little bit more challenging. And to be honest, I can't say this necessarily has a happy ending now because I haven't quite conquered these demons yet. Um, and, you know, for the longest time I made again, again, cyclical tons of excuses because I would say, well, it's, you know, I, I don't have time in my schedule because I can't go every morning now. Um, and I still, I just made this excuse the other night. And as I heard myself saying, it, I'm saying to myself, are you kidding me, man? Shut up. Like, <laughs> Shut your face. You know how this works. You find time. If you can't go to the gym, just do something else. Um, but yeah, I would say that. And, and all of a sudden there was bad food in the house again, or we go out for ice cream. I mean, oh my God, if me and Madison leave the house together and it's just the two of us, forget it. We are eating the worst possible food because we both have like unquenchable, uh, sweet tooths, like ridiculous. Like we'll, we'll turn into a legit competition. Like, oh yeah, you're getting a hot fudge sundae topped with marshmallows and Nutella and maraschino cherries. Well, I'm going to get a banana split inside of a banana split covered in strawberry syrup. Like, you know, we'll just, it'll just get ridiculous and we'll just eat terrible food. Um, you know, so I, I've still had a hard time finding that balance. Um, but the nice thing is. And I'll try wrapping it up here. The nice thing is because of my experience, like at least I know now what works and what doesn't. And, and to anybody else who is struggling with weight out there, cause I, you know, people who know me know that this, this gym in particular has worked for me and they know that I've lost weight cause you know, I post about it obnoxiously on social media. So they've asked about it, about it. Like why did it work or what worked? And first of all, the number one thing I'll say is find what works for you. Like I know plenty of people who went to this gym and hated it, uh, or even if they didn't hate it, it just didn't work for them. You know, they don't like that kind of workout and that's fine. Like there's plenty of people it does work for you. Just keep trying stuff, keep trying things until you find that thing that clicks for you. Like, I don't even think I'm done necessarily. I like this gym, but I don't think it's like the only gym for me 
Like there's plenty of stuff I like to do. I like spinning. You know, I wouldn't mind going to like a boxing studio, something like that. Just keep trying stuff. Try different things just to keep yourself moving and keep yourself interested. Um, you know, that that's the biggest thing. Diet is the second thing. And that is paramount. Like you could not work out or maybe work out once, twice a week. But if your diet falls off, like you're screwed. If you keep your diet on point, you're fine. Um, and even if you, if you keep it good for like, you know, five, six days, and then you just have like a cheat day, totally fine. Or so my trainer has told me that is okay. The problem is when you string that cheat day in like two, three, four in a row, because Hey, today I'm having a bad day. So I'm going to eat a Sunday today. I'm having a good day. So I'm going to eat half a pizza. Like, you know, cause I've done both of those things for both of those reasons. Um, you gotta be honest with yourself is the biggest thing. Like you, you have to say to yourself, like, is it worth it? All right. So for me, if I'm going to summarize it to two points, two points that might actually make you successful with your weight loss. Uh, the, the two best pieces of advice that I can give from my experience is one, have a plan, like, you know, set yourself a goal as far as, you know, what you want to look like or what you want to weigh or what you want to wear or anything like that. Set that goal, figure out a map to get there realistically, you know, maybe, you know, saying I want to lose 30 pounds isn't good enough. Because then if you only lose like one or two pounds this week, you're going to be really freaking discouraged. So maybe you set that goal of, hey, I want to lose 30 pounds, but you say, I want to lose 30 pounds in this amount of time. So then I can lose this much each week and make it more realistic like that. Make it real numbers. Because like for me, like I said, I want to lose 10 pounds this month. That is my realistic goal. So if I lose two pounds this week, that might not seem like a lot, but two pounds each week, I should be there as long as I have a couple of weeks where I push it a little bit more. You know, I know I'm off to a rough start this week. That's fine. You know, I'll make up for it. You have to know that about yourself and you have to set that realistic goal. Number two is you have to know who you're doing it for. Like, are you doing it for yourself? Are you doing it for your family? Like, do you want your kids to look at you and be, you know, be proud of you to, to see you accomplish, you know, this, this massive swing, you know, do you want to inspire them to be more active or do you just want to do it for yourself? Like I know for me, if I'm not encouraged by myself, I'm not going to do it. Like if I don't look at myself and say like, this is not good enough, I have to change. Um, if I don't get to that point, I'm not going to do it. And that's just the way I know I am. So you got to figure out how you're going to do it and who you're doing it for. And once you figure that out, I think you're going to be a lot closer to actually making this a reality. <laughs>